0: Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Ooh, okay, okay, my friends. Today is a hot topic, and oh, do you guys remember that store hot topic at the mall? I don't know why I just thought of that. Probably because I just said it. But so today we're really going to dive into breaking food rules. This was actually brought to me by my children. um, Because I practice what I preach, right? When I was a person who was constantly claiming balance, but I was really that person that was uh, obsessive over macros and I wanted you to, you know, think that I was balanced. I wanted you to see me inside of this box where, oh, Christy's so, she could just eat whatever she wants and she's so balanced and she still works out and she still eats healthy and, you know, have a six pack and all the things. And when really I was exhausted and dying inside so I wasn't ever practicing what I preached back then so now my my main goal is I am going to do whatever I tell my clients to do I am going to do it these are things that I'm like if I don't practice what I preach I am not real I am not the person that I want to be so this actually this subject came from me because um, I was talking with a client and she was talking about how scary it was to start breaking food rules and I was like oh sister I hear you this is so So scary. It's scary as shit. This is something to where it's like, oh my gosh, but you think that something awful is going to happen, right? We start making up these stories in our heads. And when I talk about food rules, I'm talking about things like, um, you know, I can't eat fruit past a certain time, or if I eat, uh, carbs in the morning, then I can't have carbs at night, or, um, I ha- I can't drink my calories, right? All of these rules that we've kind of made up in our heads that have now become gospel. They've become these, um, just this verbiage that we use, or, uh, I, if I eat this, then I have have to work out extra tomorrow or all these kind of earn and burn and uh, binge and restrict cycles that we go through. So last night, uh, my husband was at golf and (laughs) my kids, when my husband's at golf and I don't have to feed the whole, you know, the whole family, like usually my father-in-law, has dinner with us too. And I'm just like, all right, y'all, we're gonna have like cereal. Mommy's gonna make grilled cheese or whatever it might be. Maybe I'll have a salad. I'm not sure, but this isn't gonna be a big meal, right? This is kind of my night to be like, yep, chicken nuggets and pizza it is for you guys or whatever it might be. And we just gotten back from the pool and my boys were like, mommy, I want a donut. And I'm like, yeah, donut sounds good. Yeah, for sure. So my son has celiac disease. So I um, have some in the freezer for him. Because everything that's gluten free is pretty much in the freezer. And so I'm unthawing them and I put them on their plate. And along with their plate with dinner, I gave them chicken nuggets and oranges. That's what they said they wanted. I'm like, cool, let's do this. They've got some nourishment, they've got some satisfaction on there. Um, and you know, they've got they've got a good amount of of protein in there, which I look at as nourishment too. So um my kids are three and five, so um, my boys kind of eat the same thing. And um, I gave the plate of food, that entire plate, so with the donut, with the oranges, with the chicken nuggets on there uh, to my kids. I did not make them eat their dinner first and then their dessert. I gave it to them all at once. And I can literally hear some people dialing CPS right now as I speak because I know they're like, oh my gosh, like what a food rule you're breaking. Oh my gosh. But the thing is, Kids are the best intuitive eaters. And believe me, even if even if you don't have kids, I want you to listen to this because there's so much sound reasoning to this that I want you to be like, oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because the things that we tell our kids, we often don't heed. We often don't take that as advice, right? We give it, but we never take it. I do this to my kids because I know that growing up, I, um was always taught, you know, dessert after dinner. And so many times I would go through my dessert faster than anything because I just wanted to get to the dessert. And I never tasted it. I never took the time to eat it. I never enjoyed it. I just wanted dessert. So when I was breaking my food rules, when I was going into this and thinking, man, like I and I have this awesome salmon dinner tonight, right? My husband loves to cook. So he makes dinner a lot and um, he loves salmon, asparagus and rice. And now I know that, I always need something satisfying or sweet after it because it's such a savory meal. And as nourishing as it is, it doesn't leave me with a lot of satisfaction. I'm always in a satisfaction deficit afterwards. So I know that I'm going to save room. Even though I may not be hungry, I'm still craving something sweet. So um, I know to save room in my stomach so that I can have something a little bit sweeter, right? Because that's what I like to round out a perfect, you know, I don't want to say perfect, but a nice balanced meal for me. That's what it is. And um, sometimes I will eat the dessert first. Like if I am just having one of those days where I'm like, I want it now. I always look at cravings as mental appetite, right? And this is what most people get wrong about health is that they feed their biological hunger. They feed that hunger that we need nourishment, right? We really need that nourishment to take care of our bodies. And we do 100% to live, um, to have a healthy uh, life and to to really make our bodies move well and to take care of our bodies. Our bodies love plant-based food. They love protein, it loves fiber, it loves vitamins, it loves nutrients, you know, lots of uh, nourishing, nourishing foods like that. But what we get wrong is that we often say, okay, well that means no satisfaction, right? And I call satisfaction probably what you would previously call bad or unhealthy foods. Um, I don't like to label them that way because then that labels me healthy or unhealthy, you know, bad or good. And food is just food. So I will often eat Uh, my dessert before dinner. And I allow my kids to do this too, right? This is what I really started focusing on was that, man, I need to eat. If I'm going to practice what I preach, I need to allow my kids to eat the same way that I would, right? Why am I allowed to like grab little snacks here and there, but they're not, right? What am I afraid of that they're going to be out of control around food or not be able to handle food well. Well, this is exactly the thoughts that our parents had. And bless their hearts, they were doing the best that they could with what they had at that time. But back then, healthy met meant being smaller healthy meant being skinnier it was always about fixing yourself my god I grew up without one woman without knowing one woman that actually loved or liked her body or liked herself every single woman I knew was always in fix-it mode so this is where I wanted to really break that cycle of Food is just food, right? There are no treats. There are no um, like, if you're good, we're gonna go, we're gonna go get ice cream. Or if you're good at the store, I'll get you a special treat. This really kind of only relays the fact that food, especially food like sweets or less nourishing foods or satisfying foods, are only when we're good, right? Which, if you can think about it, when you're in that emotional eating hell and you're just like, oh my gosh. That's a dopamine hit. Well, food alone is a dopamine hit, but if you kind of dig back into your past, let's say you had a a day where um, you're just emotionally drained, right? Work was awful, maybe school, something happened, um, just people not being great in your life and you're just like oh my gosh you feel down on yourself you feel not enough so you turn to food for that emotional hit well I need to be a good girl right I'm gonna be a good girl I'm gonna go grab that food and that's what that does that actually gives you a dopamine hit on both ends it's a neurological pathway that was lit up when we were kids and it still lights up to this day so by allowing my boys to eat that donut with their dinner this is what happened because I know y'all are curious like well what happened? like did they eat the donut first or what um, I actually have a video of this because I wanted to show people that this is possible right I've always allowed my kids yeah you can eat whatever you want but I also want you to focus on how you feel how does this make your tummy feel right that's kind of what we always say, say to you and I say this in a way uh, because even when I'm talking to my physical therapist or my therapist or people that I don't know their jargon I'm like talk to me like I'm a five-year-old right I feel like I understand things better when people talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. So I'm not saying this to you because I don't think you're smart or anything like that. It's literally because it might be a little bit more easy to understand if I use these terms that I use to my kids because it's so damn simple, but we complicate health to like an obsessive level. So when, I, and I have the video, it's up on my Instagram, but my boys literally, that was the last thing that they ate was the donut um and i never told them eat this first and then you can have your donut uh but it was just man like it was so cool to see that you know the fruits of the labors of of constantly telling them that this food is never going away we can always have later that this is going to always be here so now here's the thing my son wanted another donut he's like mom can i have another one and his plate was finished and i asked him a question i go is your belly full and he goes mm, yeah it's full i'm like okay bud so I always use the RSA factor and I use this with my kids, I use this with myself, I use this with my clients. It's something that I developed when I'm in that situation of I want another one, but do I really want it, right? Is this something that I need right now? Is this binge eating? Is this overeating? Is this allowing myself full permission on all foods? I think this is where a lot of my clients get stuck too. So I like to use the RSA factor. So what this is, it stands for reasonable security and abundance. I'll show you how it works here. So what I told him is, baby, I don't want your tummy to hurt. That's reasonable, right? That's a completely reasonable statement. It's only facts. We're not taking emotional uh, charge into this. We are literally just stating the facts. Um, By eating too many donuts, it's going to make our tummies hurt. Like that's real, okay? And so I'll keep it safe for you, which is S, which is the security. So in RSA. Um, So I'm going to keep this safe for you and we can always have more tomorrow, which means abundance, okay? So now if you relay the suns again, I don't want your tummy to hurt, so I'll keep it safe for you. And we can always have more tomorrow, right? How does that make you feel? Instead of, oh, but I gotta go on my diet tomorrow, so I better eat it all now so that it's gone by the time my diet starts again right? And then what do we do? We start this whole cycle all over again because we don't have that abundance and we don't have that security that that food is always going to be there. And this is what I really try to relate to my kids is that and myself in the beginning of my journey and my clients is that this food is never going away, right? It's never going away into off limits land again. We are always able to have this food and we can always go get more. Even if we're out at a party and you know, we have cupcakes there and Call me crazy, but one of my favorite cupcakes or cake mixes is the banana cake mix with like Duncan Hines. I'm talking box cake mix with chocolate frosting. I freaking love it. It's like one of my favorite things. Not everybody likes it, but you know, I remember people eating it just because it was like, oh, well, it's something I shouldn't have. And I'm just kind of having a an day and I've already, you know, been off today. So I'm just going to eat it anyway. Right. And I've been there before, too. I, I'm not a fan of just chocolate and vanilla cake, especially buttercream frosting. I know you're turning the podcast off right now because you're like, Christy, get out of here. Who doesn't like buttercream frosting? I am not a fan. So it's one of those things where I would always eat cake because I'm, I was so It was so scarce in my life. I never had abundance around it. I never had that security that it was always going to be there. So I really want you to use, take this and use it, is the RSA factor, right? Reasonable, security, and abundance. So what's reasonable about this situation, right? Do I have security that I'm going to have this again, right? Can I save it for later? Is it something that I can order in next time when I'm feeling it? Um, Is it something that I can go get and make? If I don't like the cupcakes at this party, but I'm really uh, wanting a cupcake, I'm going to hold off and go home and actually make the cupcakes that I like or go get them at my favorite bakery, right? Um, Where is your safety factor in this? If you don't have a safety factor of, yes, I'm going to allow myself to keep having this, then you're going to go right back to that scarcity, which your brain will always try and find. So this is everything we lack when we fear foods and we can't trust ourselves around our favorite meals and snacks. We lack a reasonable form of self-care, right? We have those food rules. I can't eat past X amount of time because all the sugar and carbs are going to turn to fat, right? Something (laughs) I used to think, and we think we're going to turn into a pumpkin or the cookie fairy is immediately going to come in at night and inject 20 pounds of fat in our arms and butt. You know what I mean? And all of these stories are just made up on our heads. Like it's that fear tactic, that insecurity, right? So we lack the security in knowing that this food is going to be here when we want to come back to it on Monday and then, you know, start our new diet again because I swear I'm going to do better this week. And I just had so much going on and fell off the wagon and I'll eat all the bad food. So it's not in the house anymore. And, um, you know, we start thinking to ourselves, okay, Christy, I'd love to break these food rules, but what if I can't stop, right? Well, here's the thing is that in the beginning, when you're starting to break food rules and when you have an unhealthy relationship with food, it might be really hard at first. And you're going to feel like your body's throwing up red flags all over the place, right? Like a referee at a soccer game, just like boom, 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 crazy, crazy, because you're going to feel not out of control, but your body just isn't used to this, right? You're doing all the things you've been telling yourself for decades not to do. So of course your body's going to be like, whoa, what's happening here? What's going on? Um, it's going to send up fear. It's going to send up insecurity. It's going to send up all the things that kind of make you go, wait, should I be doing this? But this tactic that I use on my clients, I, I use on my kids, I use on myself. Because sometimes you want to eat the dessert first. So let's go through a couple more um habits, you know, food rules that we can break because I want you to start thinking about all of these underlying food rules that you have to do, right? First of all, I want you to delete your calorie tracking app. This is super hard to do, but when you can, or or if you have a Weight Watchers points or something like that. So um, I want to let you know that this is something that can really keep you from eating The amount of food that your body actually needs um, because undereating will cause overeating. That and your body just simply needs a different amount of calories each day. I mean, this is based on your hormones, your stress level, your activity level, um, your menstrual cycle. This is based on so many things. So to say you only get this amount of calories per day is like, well, some days I'm okay with it, and other days you're like, I am absolutely starving. Um, so another one that I want you to think of is I can't eat past a certain time, right? How many of you have heard, okay, but if I eat past 8 PM, then that's all going to go straight to my belly or straight to my butt, right? Like we get so scared of those rules or I can't eat fruit past noon or something like that. Um, or a big one that I always dealt with because I always ate by the clock, right? I always, always a meal plan. I'm going to even it out. So I get six small meals and I'm going to get this little tiny thing right here and this little tiny lunch right here. Well, the thing was is that I would always work out in the morning. Workouts uh, are a metabolism booster. So if you feel hungrier after a workout, an hour or two after a workout, that means it's working. Like your metabolism is going up. You're burning more um, more fuel. So your body's going to need more calories. That's just natural science. So um, I would always work out in the morning. I would eat breakfast and I would only eat carbs around around uh workouts because I was so scared to eat them not around workouts and uh I would have a small snack and by the time lunch came around I was just I was absolutely starving because my body was not getting enough calories that it needed. So what happens when it's noon and you're like, but I'm not supposed to eat until one, but you're absolutely starving, right? Uh, really start to look at that if you have those timing food rules. I, I have to eat at noon, right? But but dinner's at six. I always eat at six. Well, wha- what's the difference if, if you eat an hour and a half earlier, right? Or if you eat a little bit later. And some days you're going to wake up earlier and that might throw your whole day off. You know, your body might be like, well, oh, we woke up two hours earlier and I'm eating at four. All of a sudden I'm hungry, but dinner's not until six. So I really want you to start thinking about that and allowing yourself that that compassion and that adjustment that we have to be humanly consistent, right? We are not robots. Um, so, what are some other ones that you have, right? I have to have a protein with a carb or fat with fiber, um, or maybe you're even just measuring. Maybe even just stopping measuring food is a really big deal for you. You know, putting away the uh, tablespoon spoons, and teaspoons, and uh, measuring out your coffee creamer. Oh my gosh, when it got really bad, I was actually measuring out my broccoli. There was one night I will never forget um, that. I couldn't have broccoli because I didn't have enough carbs in my prescribed carb list. And at this point, I have to tell you, I was eating like 1,800 calories a day, which for how much I was working out and moving was not enough food for my body. My body was starving for food and nutrients. So I really want you to start thinking about, is this real life, right? Is this going to help me? Is this something that I can keep up for 10 years? When I say 10 years, I am talking 10 years. Uh, Is this sustainable for me? Am I able to live the life that I actually want to live and keep this up? Because I'd rather you focus on your lifestyle that you want to have and allow your body to kind of flow around that you can still be healthy. You can still work out. I'm not saying like drop everything and just watch Netflix all day. No, my lifestyle that I want to live is I want to be healthy. I want to be able to go work out. Um, But I don't want it to be at the cost of my mental health. I don't want it to be, um, no, sorry, boys, I can't go eat ice cream with you because mommy missed her workout this morning and I have to work out today, right? I don't want it to be, uh, sorry, boys, I, I won't eat pizza with you at the restaurant, but I'll watch you eat right? Because mommy can't have that. I don't want to be that person anymore because I was for so long. Um, and again, another one, uh, we talked about drinking our calories, right? If you can totally do that, that's that's not, you're not going to go to jail, right? The food police aren't going to come in and put you in donut handcuffs and take you away. Um, and also another one, you do not have to earn your food, right? You earn your food just by being alive. You need this to survive. You 100% need to. So the less, um, we start focusing on the scale. And the more we actually start focusing on what does my body need? What, how can I help my body right now? If it's hungry, I'm gonna feed it. I'm gonna honor my hunger. I'm gonna respect my fullness, right? So what I want you to start doing, um, if you're unsure, Christy, where do I even start? How do I even just begin to do this? Um, Begin this journey, but I kinda wanna go slow. I really would love to see you eating how you normally would, right? And when I say normally would, it's eating, let's say you're on the whole 30 or something like that. And you're like, yeah, I have egg whites or whatever it might be, and I toss some spinach and veggies in my omelet and I have some oatmeal or I don't even think you're allowed to have oatmeal on Whole30. And you're like, yes, I have oatmeal, but, but I add just like a, a little bit of sweet and low and then that's it. What I would love for you to do here is think, gosh, what would make this meal so much better? right what would make this meal actually satisfying to me what is this meal missing and I always want you to think of addition rather than subtraction right so eat that but add what's missing so have the real whole eggs right have the um cheese on your omelet if you want it uh when you have your oatmeal put in the brown sugar right put in the toppings that you love raisins uh protein powder or I, I love coffee creamer like a, a touch of coffee creamer in my oatmeal because it really kind of makes it creamier and a little bit sweeter um and put what is missing in there so you're still kind of taking those small steps and you can take this as slower as fast as you want but that's what I would love for you to do I don't you know want you to be like well Christy what am I supposed to do just eat donuts all day or do this I'm like if you want you can do that but I also want you to focus on how you want to feel you know what I mean so um this is something that is so near and dear to my heart. So this was very, very hard for me to do. And I'm going to say this, this is not easy. Of course it's not. But this is why you're here, right? So if you do need more help with this, Then your first step is to click the link below because I have a free PDF for you. It's called the Am I Binge Eating Flowchart where it literally helps you decipher if you're binge eating or emotional eating. And then when you're ready to move on from there, you need to join my Eat to the Beat monthly masterclass. It's totally affordable. It's a monthly masterclass I hold live where you can ask live questions. Each month is a new topic and it comes with workbooks and you get live office hours and hot seat feedback. And the community in here is kick ass. Like literally this is, I have never been a part of a community that's more supportive. Um, Everybody in here is just balls to the wall amazing. All right, my friends, it's all I have for you today. And it would mean the world to me if you could drop a five-star review and help other people hear this podcast. Until next time, my friends, stay nourished and courageous. Intuitively strong,